With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're now live on the Middleman Talk Show on blogtalkradio.com. And we appreciate everybody for tuning in today. How's everybody doing? Man, we're doing good, man. Just love a little well, man. Yeah, Kevin, you've been sick for a while, man. Yeah, man. Surprised you made it in today, but we are so appreciate your attendance. Dedication. Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The we- I'm loving this weather change. That's what got me sick. Yeah. Probably so. Most definitely. See, like every year around this time, you know, you get a little under the weather. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Maybe I need to move to an island where it don't change. Uh, I was just talking about that yesterday. But, hey. Um, to all those that are tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show, we are a very interactive uh, talk show where we have topics ranging from politics, family, um, health, uh, children, school, government, everything. You know, we talk about everything on this particular show. We want you all to actually join in and, and give your opinion. We want to hear what you think about certain topics that we put on this on, on our show. And we air every Sunday, 5 o'clock Central. PM Eastern Time, and we also have our Talk of the Town show with Nick Eden on every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, and I uh, want to thank y'all for continually to listen to us and help us and promote us and spread the word. You know, we're going strong. We're going to be here for another three to four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, but uh, we got an interesting topic for you all today. Of course, the title of today's topic is the work of uh, black life. But everyone who um, was aware of, you know, the news and what was going on last week uh, on CNN and, you know, of course, you know, reading the papers, it was everywhere. Everybody knows about Troy Davis. Um, sad story, uh, powerful story. Um you know, I prayed, you know, for the best, you know, of this situation before he was executed. But, um, you know, he's gone on to a better place. Um, but, you know, we want to send our prayers out to his family um, and everyone who knows him, his friends, you know, 
people who he had met while he was incarcerated. I want to send our prayers out to everyone. Um, and uh, it's it's just a touching story, you know. Um, you know, Jen, how you feel about it? I know you, you know, watched it as well. You know, how do you feel about Troy Davis and his situation? Well, what I feel about it is that it's just a it's sad to say that you know I hear a lot of people talk about how much America has progressed and how much America has changed, especially you know with the election of Barack Obama and everybody thinks that everything is you know a lot better and I do think think that things have progressed, but I also think that this is proof to us that our justice system um is not blind. Our justice system is not fair, and right. um, a lot of things have not changed since, you know, the pre-civil rights and, and the civil rights movement. Right. And, and and you know, the actual Pope even said to, you know, said him, you know, well, do not execute him. And um, a lot of people, when I was on Twitter uh, last week, and a lot of people were saying, you know, why don't President uh, Barack Obama step in to stop this, and uh, I think that's not I fair, though. Right, right. You know, I don't know if he could have did anything about it anyway. Um, At the time, I he mean, was in France at the UN yeah. summit with the whole um, the whole thing that we have going on. There's a big um, brew um, brewing with Israel and Pakistan, where Pakistan wants to be recognized as a statehood by the UN, which is really big. Um, right. and, and you know that our relations with Israel are, are all, always a touchy subject. So I, I don't think it's fair to put, you know, this is something that's supposed to be handled by our courts, by our um, our justice system, and and it's not our it's not handled by the executive branch. And and we need to have better um, trust in our um, um, justice system and our, our our judges and our courts. And, and we need to demand more of our judges in our courts. Well, Jen, right. I, I want to say this: even, even the fact that it's not his job to say anything, even if he would have said anything, it could have made a difference. That's just I don't my think opinion. So. I mean, not really. People, people exaggerate the power of the president. He could he have pardoned him? Yes, it, maybe he could have. But I just think that. I think it's a very unfair position to to put Barack Obama in. It, it, this went to the Supreme Court of the United States to go against a Supreme Court, a president to go against a Supreme Court ruling. That's never even happened before. That that's never even happened before. I I just don't think it's fair to to put that on him. All right, right. This, um, I don't think Troy will ever be. You know. Uh, you know, forgotten. Um, I feel like this would be something that potentially our kids would be probably studying about or doing a book report on, uh, on, you know, this particular uh, episode. I mean, there have been countless others who died in the past uh, who have been falsely accused. And uh, and it brings up, you know, the question about the death penalty. You know, people were talking about, you know, their beliefs or non-beliefs in the death penalty. And that was something that that was you know talking about on Twitter as well too, as far as if you're for or not for the death penalty. And um, you know we had a you know a recent incident here in Mississippi where uh, a black male, James Anderson, who was you know uh, murdered by a uh, two Caucasian men, and you know the family of James Anderson 
did not want to push for the death penalty of these two white males. Um, and that was, you know, up into discussion, you know, as far as some people were talking about that as well. And also Kevin and I also had a conversation about how we felt about the family's uh, view with not pursuing the death penalty towards these two males that killed their son. Um, so it's, it's a lot of mixed views with the death penalty. Uh, and then also the timely manner of how long it took for them to actually uh, complete the execution on this man. And, there, and there's countless others who are in uh, death row, who have been on death row for more than 10 years, um, that probably won't even see the death penalty in the next five to 10 years because of, you know, people are just, you know, well, the justice system is just not executing a lot of people like that. But certain states are doing it, but... Uh, you know, like I said, you have people who have been on death row, you know, five to ten years that may not even see the, the death penalty. So how do you feel about that? Then? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say Jen. Um, I, I just think that I am not a I'm not a supporter of the death penalty. I I, I am not. Um, I never made that a secret to anyone. I think this is also an opportunity to explore. We are one of the few countries left in the world that still utilizes the death penalty. And yet our crime rate, our prisons, our our whole, I guess, um, system to deal with um, unjust I mean, people that break the law is one of the largest yeah. and unrulest in the in the world. We have a prehistoric system that is not caught up to current times, is not caught up with the rest of the world, but yet we do not have a better system. And I think it's, it's going to shine a light that America needs to start demanding upon its system. You need to revamp it. We talk all this time about, you know, the laws that we have. We have these um, yeah. mandatory minimums. We have lots of things right. that, that are that's destroying people, not only black people, but all kind of people um, in, in our criminal justice system. And, and yet we, we don't reflect Form it. It's, it's time to take a new look at our system and see what's effective and what's not, and change it. We spend a lot of money. It takes a lot of money yeah. to keep someone on death row, and yet yeah, we waste uh, like millions of dollars every year. Yeah. And, and some of these people are innocent, and, and, and some of these people can be utilized in a, in a different way that'll be more effective than costing taxpayers, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to, for, for them to sit there in, in a broken system. Most definitely, most That's definitely. True. And that you know so that that could be a great topic that we can dwell in on the middleman talk show. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure we get a lot of mixed views on that particular topic because we can actually break it down with, um, you know, from from the Supreme Court judges as far as once they are in, they're in for life. Um, I feel like they should have a term. Yeah. Um, as far as being a Supreme Court uh, judge, because uh, you have a lot of them who are set in them old ways. From a different and era in time. I, I wouldn't understand. That's right. You're exactly right. So, uh, but um, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show. We see a lot of people on the on the on the phone lines. Um, if you have any questions or concerns that you want to uh, pose on the show, make sure you press that number one on your phone, and we'll definitely get to you. Um, want to appreciate all our listeners who are listening online. Green Beasley, uh, the Despited and Rejected, uh, A Harrell 2000. Appreciate you all for coming in and listening online and all our other people who are listening and don't have a profile on blog talk uh get your profile on blog talk so you can actually join in on the chat board and we can actually see your comments and you could uh join in and listen to us um but the title of the day show the subject at matter the worth of black life 
this is something that, you know, sparked the interest to us, you know, after seeing the execution of Troy Davis. I mean, we just felt like we really need to dwell on this and, and talk about this. I mean, there are countless people who have been murdered, executed, uh, brutally beaten, and it appears that some do not care or even understand the worth of life. Um, you know, we have those such as, like I said earlier, Troy Davis. We have Sean Bell, Oscar Grant. We have Rodney King. You know, everybody knows about Rodney King and his beating. Um, Amadou Diallo. Uh, Ayanna Jones, who was a seven-year-old uh, little girl who was killed last year, sleeping in her home when the, when the police raided her home and, well, raided the wrong home, and the gun went off and, and, and murdered her while she was in her sleep. And also James Anderson, who was uh, killed down in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, who I was speaking about others uh, uh, earlier. But the question at hand, do we value ourselves, our education, improving our community, and also getting a legitimate job? Do we value our life as far as black people? So what does this mean for us? When 50 years ago we were marching together to protect our race, standing you know, for our rights, coming together, banding together, no matter where we were from, all across the United States, all across the world, we came together to help support each other, to improve our life structure. You know, people of all races came and banded together during the civil rights movement to improve the quality of life. But why is it that now, when it comes to media, a black person is viewed in a negative image? You know, and, and some examples, if you read, read the description, we have examples of uh, in Tyler Perry movies, you have a man dressed as a woman. Now, some people look at that as entertainment, but they're not really realizing that this is not the positive image of a black man. You know, why would you want to see a man in a dress acting like a woman? It's not funny. Also, on, on the news, we have black, you know, a black person, you know, we will see this all the time. Always broadcasted or identified first as the convicted. And then, you know, we have others, you know, as far as like in music, constantly making songs, aiming at their own race in a negative viewpoint. Uh, we're going to get into our first break and um, we're going we're to come back into it. We're going to, you know, identify what we're going to discuss on today's show. We hope you all enjoy, enjoy today's show. We hope we can try to enlighten you, you know, help you think outside the box on certain things. Like I said, if you have a comment or a question or concern, make sure you press 1 on your phone. You're listening on the line. Uh, the number is 718-508-9972. If you're on the chat board, we'll definitely get to it on the chat board. And if you say something that we need to say on the air, we'll definitely report it for you. But we're going to go ahead and get into our first break of the hey, day. Hey, let's, let's give that break, man. Let's give that break. Oh, let's give the break? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go, go right into break. this, man. All right. Now, as far as uh, with the first question of the day, you know, do we value ourselves? Do we value our education? Do we value improving our communities, which when you improve your community, you're doing what? Improving yourself. And also, do we value getting a legitimate job? You know, that's 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 something that we deal with all the time and we see it all the time. Man, let's look at black life itself. Um, When you think about the value of it, it goes back to something Jen was and you guys were talking about a little bit earlier. We can let our audience know which was how we were viewed as one fourth of a man in this country to start with. Now, this whole conversation is not to uh, just bombard and, and just talk bad about white people because a lot of things that are going on with our community now is a self-reflection, self-inflicted wound upon ourselves. Um, right. I know there's a lot of people that feel like, you know, the white man is the white man that, but 
we've been in a state in a mind of awareness for so many years now that we should and be able, we should be able to correct our mind state and where we are at in America right now. I'm looking at all these little situations just like we were talking about with Sean, uh, Sean Bell, and and the whole situation even with Troy. You have those cases where you have a a, a, a way. It seems like we're desensitized to those situations. Even with Troy, even though we did get up and we did march, but Troy's story been going on for three years, and we just getting yep. along. You know, just getting to it like this. I know the mass media right. is just catching on to it, but there are more than just Troy Davis that. I mean, they're locked up right now. They're not going to never see the light of day, and we're not even trying to help those situations out. So what is our life really worth? Because, I mean, the only thing we're doing is throwing everybody in jail. Everybody keeps getting put out. You know, what what do you guys think about that? I mean, I I think for one, you know, uh, this is a question that, you know, we pose um, in the session in in which we're going to get to is that a lot of us, not all of us, but some of us have that don't care attitude. Like, we don't care about what's going to happen in the next five minutes. We don't care about our actions. We don't care about, um, you know, how we present ourselves in public, you know, even if it's in a, uh obnoxious and, you know, rude manner. You know, we just, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's not appropriate. And, um, you know, yes, we do have people who are on death row who are, you know, who are falsely, you know, accused. And, um, and then we have those um, who are out there that just found out about the Troy Davis situation and then all of a sudden they're for Troy. But I guarantee next week, I mean, they'll they'll forget about it. You know, they, they won't even, you know, it won't even, like, register in their mind who Troy Davis is next week or the week after right. next because they don't care. It's it just only for that time and manner just to show, yes, I'm for I'm support. My friends are talking about it, so I'm going to talk about it too. But they don't right. understand that Troy Davis situation can be your situation Tomorrow too easily. You never know. Hey, you know what? There's one other situation that you know, like like you were saying, we're so quick to forget in our own community. Is look at New Orleans. Not too yeah. long ago, you had people sitting yeah. on top of the roof. You had, you know, hungry, starved, getting murdered, raped, and everything else. Have we forgotten about that? Yes. In our community, yep. man, we used to stick together for anything, any type of oppression that would happen against us. We would stand up and fight it with the fullest of our ability. But now it's like. You know, well, whatever, it's them. You know, it's past now. We can just move on. It's like we're still just out there dancing, partying, and the B-word, just bull. You know what I'm saying? That's all we do. And and I'm tired of it for myself. And I, I hope there's a, a consensus in our communities where other people will get tired of it, too. Like I said, and I'll state it again, I'm not blaming white folks for nothing. Yes, they do have their part in what's going on with us in America. But at the same time, like I said, we are so aware of what's going on, we need to wake up. And, and just pay attention to what's going on and, and take action right. for it. Right. And see, the thing is, a lot, you know, a lot of people, um, they don't look at that. You know, they, they don't they don't look at taking action. They they saying that, well, it's just me. My little voice won't, you know, won't, won't mean anything. Your voice will mean something. You got friends that listen to you. You got, you know, family members that will listen to you that will probably support you. You have, you know, so you have your own opinions about what you feel is right and wrong. Express those things, but it's like we don't actually get. The, well, we don't push for nothing. You know, we don't. We just sit back and just let stuff happen. Yeah, like it's, don't even. But, but but what concerns me is that I think the last time we saw that was maybe the Rodney King riots. Um, 
where people were so appalled and so moved and so shaking, shaken by injustice that they had to act. And and now we don't we don't have that. And my question is, what is it going to take? How much further up to the bottom do we have to reach before people are compelled to to say no more? No right. more. I will not take this. I will not stand for this. Not in my community. Not in my um, my state. Not in my country. And and people have to realize after the Rodney King riots, people did listen. People were shaken. You know that whole like California was shaken by that. You know people should say. I will not stand. But what is it going to take, you guys? What is going to shape people? Because so much has happened since the the Rodney King riots in the 90s to now. Uh, uh, things that I, I deem, you know, you listed some of them before, like a whole lot worse. What's, what, what does it take for us to shake people again? Well, Jean, I think it's because of the conditioning of black people in America right now. You know, we've had events in our lifetime that you would think, you would think, that that will put us on the right path of of getting together, taking care of our communities, taking care of our own, and then go out with, with that. But even with the situation of uh, Rodney King and the situation with Oscar Grant and the situation with uh, Katrina, all these children being killed. Matter of fact, all these kids being killed in our communities now. And it's just not, I mean, even our communities um, in, in our local area back in Mississippi, man, we lost three people in what, three nights now? Yep, sure did. And then you, you know, I mean, that's minimal to some people. You go to Detroit, you got people dying every day. You go to New York, you got people dying every day. L.A., people dying every day in our communities. When, like you said, when is something gonna snap? But like I said, it comes to the point where people are so desensitized to everything, it's like we don't even care about it anymore. You know, no. we just want to sit up there and look at it on TV. Well, hey, it ain't me. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going on with my family. It ain't nothing happening to anybody I know. So we're good. But I think. Like with the Troy Davis case, I know a lot of people were wearing T-shirts, I am Troy Davis. And I think people need to realize it is so easy to happen, to get sucked into a situation that seems nightmarish where, you know, you may be innocent and you find yourself in in prison, you find yourself, you know, accused of something or or even in a situation, you know, like you said, involving the police or be someone being murdered in your family. You know, it it, it just I don't know, like we have to realize it could easily be you. Yes. You don't That's have to truth. live in the project. That's you don't have to live on the wrong side of track the tracks. You don't have right. to it could be any of us. That's true. That's right. And that's just basically back to where what is our worth? What is our value in this country? And it seems like it's minimal, to the minimal. Because, like, I know it's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. Just like I looked on television a couple of times, seen a couple of stories. Every time I look up, and, and this is not a whining or a gripe session, but I'm just saying I am so tired of seeing black individuals on television. The first segment of the news, broken in a house, robbery, murder, kill, boom. We get stuck with that, and I'm so tired of that. Just like if you guys get the chance, go back and look, listen to our show, Do Black People Need a PR Specialist? Yes, we do. We need a PR specialist because right now our image in our communities is atrocious. Yep, Very much. Most definitely. Most definitely because when somebody thinks think of a country... black person. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I think this country has a – It was for, for since it was established – um, and they did the same thing with the Indians and so forth. Our country is ruled by fear. And if we can make, you know, the 
people on the TV scary. People have a tendency of categorizing and grouping and boxing up people into one box. And if I can make this group of people scary, and if I can make this section of town scary, if I can do this, I can do that, it it ensures that, I think it's even more than racism, that it ensures that classism, and, and so it just so happens that most people of, of lower economic class happen to, happen to be black and Hispanic, that that. You know, there is a, a permanent underclass wh- which ensures the, the future of the the 1% or 2% upper class of America. I, I think that's what it, it all de- it all comes down to. They must demonize the, the, the lower class to make people afraid of them, make people fear them, keep them out of jobs, keep them out of our, our schools, keep them this. And that permanent underclass helps helps make the rich richer. And, and I think it has a lot to do with money. Yes, it do. But just like uh, Green Beasley said on our web chat, you know, you have to stay informed. You have to get educated. And and then there are situations where even with education, um, within our own race, we look at education as nothing. Oh, he's smart. That's cool. I ain't studying that. You know, when a guy gets out of right. prison, hey, Ray Ray home. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's right. crazy to me. When That's we so a part of Ray Ray. Exactly. We we don't instead of it. instead of throwing a job party for Ray Ray because what people don't realize take a guy who comes out of prison say he 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 comes out of prison he's reformed his life he wants to start a new life the system is set up so he is forced into a, a life of crime and and being a criminal a lot of the times a lot because a lot of people won't hire these people they're uneducated they they you know they're really not given a chance and they're made a permanent underclass. Well, I know you did mention our Latino brothers and sisters, but I'm going to tell you something. If you're lucky enough to notice what's going on in the Latino community, and just like I said, black people need a PR specialist, Latinos have a PR specialist. They have a lot of things going on in their communities, and a lot of people don't realize they're coming together. They're working out. Here in, in Georgia, you can go down Buford Highway. 90% of the, the side of Buford Highway that's closer to 285 is owned by Latino or either Asian, Asian descent. Wow. And it's amazing. And I mean, you look at what we're doing in our communities as far as trying to to motivate each other to, to do these things, that goes back to the, the value of it. We don't even see value in us owning anything anymore. You don't even see uh, uh, restaurants in our neighborhood owned by us, grocery stores owned by us. You don't see anything None of that. owned by mm-hmm. us. We're not improving Anything in our neighborhood, I could. Oh, it, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. But what? People, but what happened? Uh, you know, I'd be interested to, to hear some of the callers. Callers, if you're you're on the line, you know, press number one or hit us up on the web chat. What do you think? What was the cause of this break? I remember listening to my stories from my parents and people before about you know the black corner store and the lady who sold candy or you know the, the grocery store or the clothing store or the shoe repair man. You know, like. What happened to to our community? Where was the breakdown where those weren't where where they stopped being staples in our community and stopped being in, important? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I, I, I can interject on that. Um, I can tell you what happened. We stopped being proactive when we start being reactive. Um, if you remember Black Wall Street, um, 
in Oklahoma after they burned that down. That was a big self-contained area. And that wasn't the only area like that. There were plenty of areas like that throughout the United States, but a lot of them shut down after that because it was like, no matter what we get for ourselves, they're going to burn it down. So we became reactive to the point of anytime that we, anytime that there's a, a need for something, we'll do it at the very last minute. We're not going to do anything beforehand. It, it, we do the same thing we do with business. We do it with our family. We do it if there's an uprising in the community. We will wait till the very last minute before we throw on those Troy Davis T-shirts. All before we throw on those uh, those shirts with the nooses in them from uh, from uh, what was that in Louisiana where they had the uh, the tree. The, the white tree at school. We wait till the very last minute. We're so reactive that we never have time to plan and be proactive, and and it's constantly affecting our community. Yep, most definitely, most definitely. Well, you know, one thing about it, Nick, there was a sense of of, of togetherness at one time, and I, I think it ended probably when our generation started coming in. Um, it's like now our younger younger uh, brothers and sisters, man, they don't really care. About anything It's about me Me I I What I can get That's right And you know To a certain degree I don't blame them Do you But at the same time You got to realize What affects you Affects me also You know exactly. There's nothing wrong With trying to Climb the ladder And, and go up and, and have the best life That you can But why not go back And pull up Somebody else That's behind you Or if you see they, someone they like, like Jim was asking What happened to the carpenters And, and the foot uh, Shoe repair people Nobody's teaching these things to these people anymore. Uh, well, I a- think I think um, a lot of our older generation, like people like my father, who who was pre civil rights and 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 lives now, will tell you that one of the most beneficial and the most destructive things that have ever happened to us as, as a people has been integration, because we integrated and and now we could go to the, you know to to stores that we couldn't go to before instead of recruiting people to come to our community we mm-hmm. left our community behind to integrate into another which was I think it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gee, three billion I think there's an overall, overall lack of respect for those jobs that you were talking about, like a carpenter, a farmer, which are very good jobs, and they're, they're a very good career, but there's a general lack of respect for it. Because now everything is what we see on TV. What we see on TV is you got to have a whole lot of money, you got to have a whole lot of rims, everything got to be shining, spinning, and it's got to be made by Sean John. Mm-hmm. And I can't get that being a plumber, so I don't want to be a plumber. I want to be a boss. That's the problem. Everybody nowadays, I'm a boss this, I'm a boss that, I'm a boss this. If everybody's a boss, who are the damn employees? Well, but, but we've been sold a false dream. I think what was interesting, I don't know if anyone out there has been listening to the Republican debates, but Mitt Romney said two days ago that he wants everyone in America to be rich. That's not true. I, I think that that is a perfect example of the lie that's been Perpetrated to to America for them to try to believe that every single body is going to be a millionaire, and that simply is not true. You know the funny part about it, what you guys are talking about with our community. You know, it's like I don't know if we realize three billion dollars comes through our community. We're the only ones that take it in and send it right back out. Yep. You, know, you have Jewish people that basically keep their money in-house. It's like I was talking about with the Latino people. They're taking money and spending it in-house. You know, the Arabic people taking it in and spending it in-house. Why are we having so much of a problem? I think we got a caller that would like to make a comment. Okay. Caller, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. What's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Reese. Reese, uh, what's happening? Hold on, Reese. 
ain't nothing to it, man. My comment I feel about that as a black community is that um, one thing, we don't want to work for anything anymore. Like you said, we want to be a boss and think everything should be handed to us. You don't work as a community, such as Mexicans, the Latinos, because they don't like to be considered together, but, you know, we see them as the same thing, but they like to work. And the black community just don't like to work anymore. You don't get value out of anything if you don't work for it. All the capital you gain, you just send it right out the door because most of our kids are aspiring to be dope dealers and things like that, such as entertainment. And even though I'm in that field, but I have to work hard at this. You know what I'm saying? You have to work hard at this. And if you don't want to work hard at it, then you're not going to enjoy your accomplishments as well because you really didn't work for it. And I think that's something that hurts the black community. We don't work anymore. And like somebody was saying earlier about the point of we'll celebrate somebody getting released from jail versus celebrate somebody going to college. You won't even come to their graduation or something. You might have been a little too busy yep. or something for that. So yep. You're not really showing no love to those people. But somebody, like you said, Pookie and Ray Ray getting out of jail and everybody want to go to the club that night to celebrate. Why not have a party for somebody that just graduated from college? You know, it's a small party when that's going down, but, you know what I'm saying, when somebody right. gets out, of, there's supposed to be a huge, humongous block party because he just got out of jail. Man, right. Reese, man, we, we, we thank you for your comment, and I want to say something, too. I want to ask you a quick question before we get you off the line. What do you think about the, these images of us doing these things, and how is it affecting our kids and the value of what they have on themselves? If if I'm little Johnny, and I see everybody's having a party for when Ray Ray get out of prison, what do you think Johnny going to be like, man, if I go to prison, man, everybody going to be happy for me, but when, old, um, when Edward over here is getting out of college with a B.A. or something, you know what I'm saying? They looking at Edward like, ah, whatever. What do you think yeah. about those images that the kids are seeing like that? I think those images really distract us. I really, um, I, I like that part of the entertainment industry to a certain degree because I believe everybody should be able to um, uh, enjoy their success. But I also believe instead of you saying enjoy your success, also be trying to build up your neighborhood with that. You know what right. I'm saying? The Oprahs and uh, uh, the black millionaires that do reach out don't get enough love so they don't keep giving to our community because you don't show no appreciation for what they're trying to give back to you. So that's why they go to the other people or like Oprah shows big for Caucasians and things like that. They go back right. to those because they get more love and attention for doing things in the community from them than they do in the black community. You're not doing enough. I mean, I, I just built a whole neighborhood in Africa that ain't enough for the black community. Nah, that's not enough. You didn't build it over here. Well, if I built it over here, you'd have torn it down. Wow. Yep. So, yes, that's very Man, we appreciate your comment. If you want to get back in, just press number one again, and we'll bring you back in, all right? You ain't got to hang up with that, okay? Oh, all right. All right, appreciate it. Hey, man, he just made a great, interesting point, man. Yes, when sir. you think about, you know, just even looking at the fact of our people that are helping out our communities, are they really helping out our communities doing stuff in other places? You know, just like you said, Oprah, man. She, if Oprah is building a, a community, what, what you know, she look at the value of us as like, Whatever. I mean, but you you know, like I know, Oprah does. Oprah, Oprah Winfrey done many of things for the communities over here in America, but it's not publicized. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the image of that, you know, because as we all know, the black household watched more TV than any other household in America. That's right. That's right. And see, one thing with that, too, by giving back to um, a lower income area, trying to improve the area, it seems that it gets to the point of where they tear it back down. They don't take care of it. 
you know, we we don't we don't take care of what we got. I mean, we got. I mean, Kevin and I, you know, we're from Columbus, and, and we, you know, view those projects on, you know, south side of Columbus. You know, where they were nice at the beginning, and then they went to the point of where they just got completely destroyed. Then they came back to the point of where they were making improvement, and now it seems like it's getting back to the point of where that they are destroying again. It's like yeah. we're not taking care of it. You know, either it, it, you know, we have that don't care attitude. We don't care. Well, let me let me say this. Let me say something to that effect, though. One thing that you got to take into account is you're absolutely right. We'll get that area will be brand new, and we'll start to take care. We won't take care of it, and it'll start to break down. But there's also an issue of maintenance that doesn't come out and do anything. They don't demand. If you go to certain That's areas, true. there are certain things that they demand of you, depending on what neighborhood you're in. Hey, if you can't keep this maintained, you're not here. But if you have the people that are in charge, in addition to the people that are living there, not caring about the area, then everybody's going to be like, well, if they don't care, I'm not going to care either. We're guilty of that. We're very mm-hmm. guilty of that. Because yeah, with, with our people, you know, I, I you know, I always believe like this, and I don't care what anybody else says. Like, they have a lot of gentrification going on in all these major cities where you get a lot of black people getting pushed out of the cities and into the suburb areas. But at the same time, when you get these people pushed from projects or apartments that get pushed into a house and they don't even know how to take care of a house, you know that's going to be a disastrous situation. What I think they should do is have an educational uh, class, something to educate these people when they move them, our people, when they move them into these suburbs, to these houses, so they can have the value of understanding that, you know, this, I may not own it right now, but when I get my own, I can keep it up. Instead of thinking of when my hot water heater go bad, I just call my maintenance man. You know right. what I'm saying? there you go. Those are things that we can teach, just like with the, with the parks and, and all these different little areas around in the neighborhood. Instead of having your child going out there throwing a brick at every street light that's out there because, hey, man, I ain't got nothing to do. Teach them, hey, go out there, clean up your park. Do all these things because... Just like you said, Nick, if we don't demand certain things in our neighborhood, they ain't gonna want, they ain't gonna do nothing. They ain't gonna do nothing for it. Right. right. Now, um, I want to move into talking about um, the media and having a well, where as far as on the entertainment side of it, that we're not actually viewed as uh, having a positive image as far as a black person, man or woman. Um, we have a lot of TV shows, a lot of actors, a lot of you know musicians, and it seems like the thing that is being promoted out there the most is sex, uh, fighting, uh, people uh, battling over money, and also um, you know people killing themselves. Mm-hmm. We see that all the time dealing with our race. I mean, we have TV shows like I hate. Basketball wise, because every episode is about what somebody about to get in the fight. Who don't like who? You know, you got these, you know, women who are um, on a higher tax bracket, and that's what you know. Other races who are viewing the show think that that's how our black women act when they get when they have money. Like I don't care about you trying to get your back, and we're gonna fight. Go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Now, let me break something down for you. Let's use basketball wise as a prime example. First off, I, I used to call it the flavor flavor effect, but it's actually a little bit deeper. There's a character mm-hmm. on basketball wise named Tammy Roman, I think her last name is. Now, mm-hmm. what a lot of people might not know is that she was on the original season of The Real World. 
the second original. She was in Real World yes. L.A. Yes. The Real World L.A. Okay. Now, if you remember, and anybody who watched reality television at that point, remember, they never put more than two black people on a reality yep. show. There you go. The season mm-hmm. that she was on there, she was on there with another black guy by the name of David. Yep. They were constantly yep. getting into it. He was actually, he actually got kicked out of the house after they got into it. They realized a long time ago, and if you, if you go and look at the production credits, the same people that are producing these shows now produced them way back then. Once they realized that black women fighting on television equals ratings, then you had everything sore from there. They started acting, act, uh, adding more than two black people on there. Here comes Flavor of Love. Now you got two black women in the house, and they're all fighting. Ratings go through the roof. They try to duplicate that with Brett Michael. Then they go with Ray J. Then they go with this person and that person. And the next thing you know, now they got as many black uh, housewives as as they do. And none of them married on top of that. The Real Housewives right. of Atlanta draws more ratings than all the other seasons of Real Housewives collectively. And everybody does the individual cast members more than they do any other uh, cast. Why? Because they all know that they push black drama on television that is going to equal ratings every time. And we get pushed into it every time. We fall for it every time. Because we yep, sit there faithfully and we watch it. And just like Kel said, it goes into that self-destruction thing. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to keep putting it on there and we're going to keep watching it. And the problem is, is that those suburban white kids and those suburban white mothers, they think this is how they really are. Yep, there you go. There Which you go. overall puts us in a situation where we're not worth anything. You know, overall, We're worth man, their we're, entertainment. We're worth black, what it, I just this is black yeah. for the new millennium. Exactly. It's like we're, we're the justice. We're the new justice. And, and I, I, you know, like I, I kind of had my little rant earlier just speaking upon um, dealing with how the local news everywhere in America uh, portrays us as the most vile and violent of, of, our, of our community. Which a lot of times, man, we're not the only ones that that have this type of problem. Just like here in Atlanta with the cheating scandal, um, everybody seen that on the world news. Boom! What they did not talk about little small areas south of here and a little predominantly white areas that had the same instance happen. But with us, because it's all black teachers, it's all black students majority. Here we go. Look at these people. They're cheaters. They're liars. They're stealers. Look, they can't get their kids through school. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. so all these negative images, it, it, it forces, it reinforces the, the same old stereotype of us as a people that we're nothing, we're lazy, we're, we're just animals. Mm-hmm. I think we, oh, well, we can't comment. handle executive jobs, and every time we get one, it has to be associated with some sort of scandal or or dishonesty. Um mm-hmm. And, and I think that it has a double-edged sword, too, because it distracts a lot of honest people, too. Like, I don't want to be associated with that. I'm backing away from that. I don't want to be viewed as that. And, and so, you know, not only do we get flack for the way that an incident looks, like the, the cheating scandal, but it has a lot of people that are honest and, and stuff back away from that. And be like, I don't want to be associated with being one of the black cheating teachers. Right. Yeah, that's true. Let's uh, bring Reese back in. I think Reese has another comment. For anyone else out there on the line, uh, the lines are open, 718-508-9972 if you have a comment. Hey, Reese, you're back live, man. See, I believe that um, as, as far as the entertainment goes, um, we don't um, – I blame us for parents as that because a lot of black parents don't try to tell their child the difference between entertainment 
And um, these kids were stuck at home after school all the way to 10 o'clock at night, nothing, watching nothing but reality shows. That's, that's all you got is reality shows all day and all night. And I believe they just get confused because they're kids. They don't know no better. They're just going to go by what they see and, and what influences them to do what they do which is the music and TV. And they know that they can reach our primary audience by music and TV. They know that we're not in there jumping in because my mom jumped in and told me that that's fake. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever want to see you acting like that. That's just entertainment or, or whatever that was. That person just acting real silly. So when I look at Real Housewives, I can't stand it because it just makes me feel like that they're acting stupid or silly. But yep. Reese, I, I want to say this to you, though, man. Regardless of it being entertainment, why do we have to be the focal point of that entertainment? And why can't we as a people demand shows like the Cosby Show again? Why can't we demand shows that show us in a better light? When the last time you see the positive, positive black image on TV? Think about it. Uh, Run's House was the last time. Let me, and, and let me tell you what happened with that. Run's House was the number one show on MTV. It was the number one rated show on MTV, and a year later it was canceled. Now, you tell me what happens when you put some positive imagery of black people on TV. You tell me what happens. You tell me any and of the positive television. They don't want you to know. But you, know, you they tell don't me want, they any don't other want time to, uh, in television uh, history, any other time where a, po- a show has been number one, and a year later it's been canceled. Never. Well, I, I know I the last time we did have a positive show on, it was uh, uh, a Bill Bill Cosby show and also Different World. And like y'all stated, like we all know, Different World did what? Different World had so many black kids wanting to go to college. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, I mean, what, what we have now is mindless numbness. Just numb. Just mind-numbing. I mean, it, it, it's crazy that... We as a people are still in this same predicament, you know, and I know they said that the Willie Lynch, quote-unquote, Willie Lynch letters were supposedly supposed to stop within the next couple of years or so. We're supposed to be out of this spell, but I think in our minds, we've been so engraved with the thought process of we're, we're nothing, you know, we're nothing. And, and I mean, it, you just, you can hear it in our own conversation, and, and that's one thing I know we need to talk about too, man, the power of words. Mm-hmm. Uh when you always see black people together, what we say? Oh, they up to nothing. Or black people can't have nothing. I mean, we we constantly telling ourselves the same negative stereotype that everybody put upon us, and we accepting it. Why do y'all think we keep potentially doing it? That's a good question. I mean, I, I, I can I can add to that as far as uh, you know how people say that I'm a product of my environment. I could I could have easily said that. Kevin and I could have easily said that. We grew up in, you know, some of the I guess you say one of the worst sides of the city that, that we grew up in. We could have easily said we, we are a product of our environment. But we're not. We're not. I went to college, I got out of that. I didn't have to choose to do to, to do some of the things that some of my peers uh that I see still on the block did when we were growing up. I didn't choose to do that. You got your own mind, you make your own decisions. You make your own path. But people always say and use this ep- uh, this explanation, I'm a product of my environment. That's bull crap to me. Hmm. Rich, you had true. a comment, bro? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I, like I said, let go back to earlier, I think I still believe, strongly believe it got to do with parenting. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of parents out here mm-hmm. that 
know and don't give a care. You know what I'm saying? They're too busy trying to get theirs instead of too busy trying to invest in your investment, which is your kids. Because you your kids going to provide a better life for you if you invest in them and show them the right way to go. And you don't have to worry about you still going to have to have your own end scheme of all things. But if you teach your kids right, most parents that I've seen grow up like that, all the love comes back ten times and they really enjoy to see their kids make it and do it in life and do well in life, even if they're a carpenter uh, or even if they work, be a manager at a store, anything they be, they have a satisfied life. And I think we're so busy trying to see satisfaction in millions and millions of dollars. That's not that's not going to bring you satisfaction, and we're blinded to that fact. That's one thing I think that keeps us going in this cycle is we chasing versus trying to build our community and have our own. We're too busy chasing theirs. Right. One thing that I can say, even with the standpoint of, of like, you know, making sure our kids learn the proper way, uh, one thing that can help out us is to realize that we're going to have to sacrifice for our kids. And that that involves a lot. And I'm not talking about just, you know, just, okay, I'll give you a little time here and I'll give you a little time there. Man, you may have to give up clubbing. You may have to give up a lot of stuff that, you you know, you really didn't want to give up. I mean, you look at other races. They realize that, hey, I'm going to die. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you have it better. And when they child see that they want to, they'll sacrifice to that amount, they pass it on to their kids. And they pass it on to their kids. And then you look at the generational wealth that gets built beyond your little thinking process of where we at now. You look at this other family. They over there, hey, you wonder why, why they got everything. Why they balling like that? Not realizing that those parents made those sacrifices a long time ago to make sure that their kids, kids, kids can enjoy the life that you should have in this country that we call America. Well, Kev, to to to, to play off of that, um, there's also a, a an issue of you have to realize just like you said we were talking on something else, and you were like you can only go based off of your experiences. You can only teach based off of your experiences. So the association goes along with that, too. Prime example, you don't want a bunch of people around your kids that just have negative influences. They're always negative about this. It's just like we always say, it takes a village to raise a child. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's individually raising that child. But the thing that you do is, Jamie Fox said this a long time ago. He said, everyone raises your child. It's up to you as the parent to guide them in the right direction because you can't experience everything. But when they see something else that someone else, yep. that someone else does, they can tell you, this is right, this is wrong. So, for example, we always talk about chivalry. Well, if you see, if you got your child around somebody that always sees a man that's opening the door for a lady and you're always opening the door for, for that child's mom, then that child needs to know, that, hey, as a man, I need to open the door for this lady. I need to pull the chair off for this lady. I need to be polite and courteous and say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and speak to her like I have some sense. Association has a lot to do with that. That's why, if you remember, when we were kids, there was no, you didn't have friends that your parents didn't know. That's true. Yep, that's true. The first time you came over to somebody's house, they asked me, who are your people? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so they were. all of that goes into it. But it's sacrifices by everybody. It's, it's not just that parent. It's that parent's neighbor. It's that parent's co-worker. It's sacrifices by everyone. And it is true. Nick, you know, one thing, just like with the power of words, um, one thing that, you know, we kind of thought up, uh, thought up as far as dealing with this show, the power of words, how... Even in our entertainment field, every word that we have is derogatory towards us as a people. It's always something 
that's going to, you know, I'm going to kill that or I'm going to shoot that or I can't stand that. You know what I'm saying, the N-word. Every, everything that we see now is devaluing us as a people. You know, if we keep down that road right there, and every time if you have to look at another person of your same color and feel fear or feel like something wrong is coming your way, man, our, our future is looking pretty, pretty damn. What are some of the things that we could do to improve that? Because as a people, you know, we we self we just self-inflict so many wounds to ourselves and not realize that we're just tearing ourselves down and we're just playing in the hands of those that are in power. What do y'all think about that? Well, you know what they say. If you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. That's the first step. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you tear down what I've built up because of your, just like you said, your negative and derogative statements all the time. I'm just not going to associate with you. I'm going to find some more positive well, people. Not just the people that are around you saying negative things, Nick. Even on TV, man. Even in our music. Just in our everyday life, man. It, it's It's... It's constant. It's always constant. I'm getting very yep. tired of every time I look around, man, I'm hearing some negative about us. Something see, negative. The thing that trips me out with, uh, you know, certain music, you know, you always hear, you know, we as black people not like the use of the B word towards our women. But these same women who don't like to be called the B word, they will bump and play and download all types of music that call them bees all day. They'll be the number one hit and they'll play it all day. That that song. They love it. But they but they don't like when people call them that. You know, it is it's it's confusing but to me it's I really can't explain. I, I, I just I just don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, they they love it but they don't love it. Yeah. I think a lot of women in this country don't know their worth, especially black women. I think black women, you know, the ones that bump those songs, they're not bumping, you know, calling themselves bitches. They're bumping something that's celebratory that they think that is, you know, getting them attention from men. So hungry, so looking, you know, that's just what's popular instead of knowing that they're, they're worth more. And I think it's sad. We talk about that on this show all the time, how so yeah. many black women do not know who they are or what, they, what they're worth as women and how important they are. They just don't. They're not taught that as children, as girls. It's, it's just another sad thing. You know, G and I, I got the chance to look at a lot of the, you know, just people, a lot of young people, because I got a little young person here. And I'm just looking at a lot of these young girls. The only thing they know now is sex. They're bombarded with the sex. They're bombarded. Our young black females are bombarded with so much dumbness that I'm really scared for them and I'm scared for our young males. Because if if I only hear a song always talk, I mean, I listened to uh, the radio yesterday just ride. And I'm like, every radio station I turned to, even some of the old school stations, it was about sex or about selling dope. You know what I'm saying? Our young boys are just thinking that their lives, like Reese was saying, it's all about selling dope. It's all about doing something that is going to get you instant gratification. You know what yep. I'm saying? And I think that's a very dangerous thought process that they're putting in our community, and we just eating it up like it's the best thing out there smoking. And it's a scary sight. And, and I know a long time ago we had a show dealing with, if, if those on the radio that's listening to us right now don't know, um, 
each year, every radio station, is that every year, y'all, or every other year? But I know they have a meeting that they put in the newspaper from the smallest section and somewhere in there telling you that they're having a public meeting about what's going on with that community station and what they're playing. Everybody thinks that you got to go at the PD and say, hey, I don't want you to play this. No, go to the people that own the station when they had this meeting and say, I'm tired of hearing all this sexually explicit music on my radio. Now, albeit, you have the right to listen to anything you want to, freedom of speech. But at the same time, I should not hear certain type of songs all day, every day, and think that my kid is not, and I don't have my kid listening to that, but I don't think it's right, because I, I believe everybody, child, I'm, res- I'm responsible for their kids too also. I'm still an old school thinker. But I don't think we need to be keep bombarding our kids with this music and not even giving them the right mind state of self-worth and everything else. Or supporting people that support those people who do demolish our self-worth. Um, you see in white communities, something happens, something they don't like on TV, what's the first right. thing they do? They worry about the advertisers. Oh, the advertisers will pull exactly. out because they don't want to be associated with anything that might be viewed as something that people don't like. We need to stop. If you see a commercial surrounding something that you see is derogatory, stop buying that product. We need to we need to start exactly. doing things like that Thank because we, when we start hitting their pockets, they'll start listening a little bit more. You know exactly because I'm gonna tell you right now when it comes down to those radio stations, you know who they listen to? They listen to the sales manager, and when the sales manager is telling them, "Well, we can't sell any advertising on this station because of the music that we play, we need to change this playlist." I guarantee you they will change it. I guarantee I've seen it myself. They will change it. I promise. Get them where, just like Jen said, get them where it hurts. Get them in their pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you see a commercial, like, we need to start standing up. I say, I was, don't, you know, I, like, what's, you know, I hate some commercials, you know, or, you know, or something that supports something crazy. You know, we need to start saying something. Mm-hmm. And see, like, another thing as well, too, uh, dealing with that and, and also music, of course, music influences our children. A lot um, The mind state of saying that I'm going to college But they just stay there Going to college but don't have a reason To go to college but you have a lot Of kids that will say well I want to be a rapper You know because I can do this I want to be a singer Because I could have made this amount of money You know I want to be a dancer What if that don't work What if that don't work out for you Then what you going to do you're 28 years old And then you just wasted 10 years of your life When you could have been Graduated from med school, by the way. We got a caller they want to comment. Well, I, you know, that's a, that's a, I, I feel I, I feel both sides on that. Because of the fact that I am a singer, but I'm also a college-educated man who has a very impressive resume, I will say this much. You, you absolutely have to have a backup plan, but at the same yeah. time, you have to, at a certain point, you have to be realistic with yourself. And I always say that one of the hardest things to do is to take a long, hard, honest look at yourself and where you are in life. And honestly, if people did that more often, we would be a, a lot better off. Because honestly, I think a lot of people just have a, a skewed perception of what's really going on in their lives. Yeah, they may exactly. really think, hey, this is okay for me to be doing this. No matter what it is you're doing, whether you're trying to be an entertainer, whether you you talk about I want to be a doctor, but you can't get past a 2.2 GPA, that might not be the field mm. for you. Mm, mm, you know, mm. you have to take a long, hard look at yourself in every faucet of life. 
the only way you're going to succeed is if you do that because you'll know where you stand. You have to look at yourself like other people see you. Right. We got a caller. Uh, caller 44683, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. Hey, greetings, family. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. How you? I'm good, man. I'm doing fine. Yeah, I have a very, very, very uh, interesting um, conversation, of course. But, again, you know, we yeah. love to point the finger at everybody else. And we all know when we point the finger at everybody else, we have three fingers pointing at ourselves. They got this, and yes, and yes, everybody knows that your environment is very important. They got this thing called epigenetics. Epigenetics, the basic synopsis of that is when, is when you have your DNA altered by your environment. You know, say for instance, well, this is scientific fact, your first five months of woman's pregnancy determine the characteristics of the child. So what happened is your genetics, your DNA is already set via the birth or whatever but they know that certain conditions, like, say, for instance, domestic violence or whatever, it will slightly change your DNA, and then you'd be more susceptible to addiction. And that's why they have a lot of these tests out here. When a third grader can't pass a particular test, they know how many penitentiary rooms to make. See, the thing about our problem is we don't study. Now, if you look at Genesis, Genesis teach you how to live your life. See, God created the heavens and earth first. You understand what I'm saying? And then he created man and woman. That's how the story goes. I mean, we could talk about UFOs and all that other stuff, but, again, the earth was already here before the, you know, before they did their thing. But basically, when you look at human beings who study nature and mass nature, then they have the ability to create artificial hearts and artificial limbs. And look at our video games. The person who can recreate reality via the video games, it paid the most money. So the thing about it is we lack the knowledge of what's going on, and the only thing we are attached ourselves to is emotion. So if your genetics has been altered because your mother was abused while she was pregnant with you, you know what I'm saying, and you drink sugar, and you don't, I mean, you constantly drink tap water and eat the foods and stuff like that, it is logic, biologically um, um, problematic that you cannot think properly. You will not, yes, you can read and write. Yes, you can be a surgeon, but you can be addicted to cocaine while you're doing surgery. You see what I'm saying? So the thing about it, we need to clean up ourselves internally. See, the, the, the proof is already there. We got all the books. Like Will, Will Smith told the children the other day, there are two keys to life, running and reading. He said the reason why he said running is when you get to the point that you're exhausted and tired and you can't breathe and you can defeat that little person, then that gives you the willpower to move on. And the second part about reading, he said, there is nothing that you are experiencing you know, with your mother and your father in, in life that no one else has already experienced. You see what I'm saying? And they already written down the solutions to those experiences. And that's our problem. And, and, also, and also for the righteous, those who've been out in the field working and helping our people, yes, we are getting to the point that we're getting exhausted. You know what I'm saying? So we need yeah, to have okay. communities. We need to have families. It don't have to be a blood brother or sisters, but the real family is the people who have the common cause. So we need to have these little communities that we can rebuild and, and revitalize the spirit. And then we are more stronger to go out and go and help our brothers and sisters who don't want to listen to us. Because I guarantee the world has already been made to hurt those who want to hurt themselves. And, and we got to tell people, stop talking about things they don't want. 
you always you must talk about the things that you do want. Do want. Like most of right. say, oh, I don't like that nigga because he don't do. It. I don't like. It. No, you gotta change the world. I wish he would want to think like this. I wish I was with somebody that think like that. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta start focusing on the things one and slow down the negativity on the TV and the, the the old negative songs of my man cheating and drinking tap water and eating foods and all that foods that destroy our health. You know, we forgot no about walking. No, 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 what's your name, brother? What's your name, brother? Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, that comment, man. Um Powerful comment, man. Powerful comment from that man. If you want to get back in, uh, Elijah, just make sure you press one again. We'll bring you back in. We have another comment, but we we'll appreciate your comment. Um, but he was actually, um, man, he, he he really broke it down. He really broke it down from a genetic standpoint, you know, also to the assimilation standpoint, you know, also, you know, from the behavioral standpoint of it, and also up to adulthood, how that follows throughout your life, you know, how you how you think. Uh, it is, man. Good comment. Uh, I want to move to the next, you know, question that we have here. Uh, is also, you know, we were talking about as far as how when people view somebody who's doing well, they look down on. We see somebody who's progressing financially, they'll steal from. We see somebody um, because of the color of his shirt or the side of town that they grew up on or stay on, somebody will, will be willing to fight them or even kill that person because of that. Why is that? Why do we have that mentality? Why do we have that that negative view? Because either somebody, well, well, we look at people as, okay, you better than me, so I'm going to do something to hurt you, or I'm going to say something about you to bring you down or to make other people think that you're less of a person. Why do we do that? You know, why why can't we actually promote the growth, just like the caller was just saying? You know, if you don't like something about somebody, say something that you, you know, that you want to see change in them, that, that is a positive type improvement. Um, you know, he really hit the nail on that particular question that I just posed. Zian, um, do you have anything you want to add to it? Jan or Nick, you want to add to that? Um, I, I think a good argument I see more and more, we've talked about this especially earlier um, in our previous shows, that like, like me growing up, where a lot of people scrutinize me for the way that I speak, or you know, I wasn't black enough or good enough or you know this or that because maybe I didn't speak in a, a slang um, tone or, or whatever and, and so um, I, all my life I've, I've been scrutinized because of that and I just never understood how people and I used to always say which my father told me how does improper English represent black people you know like how does right. speak correct like how does choosing to speak Correctly, you know, represent something negative in people's minds, but but it does, and I think more and more. Um, last year, Michelle Obama came out and commented on it, and a lot of people are coming out and commenting on it and saying that you know we as a people need to stop doing that to each other. And that's one thing that you know we see starting off, you know, as as youth with kids being bullied. Um, you know, they you know, they come home with problems and, you know, it was a child last week who, you know, committed suicide, you know, because he was bullied. But as far as, you know, with us our work of life, I mean, I I don't it starts at home. Like you have to teach those kids, you know, the you know, what um 
what powers they have, you know, things that they can improve on, things that they can actually look forward to in the future, you know, and then teach them no more. It's that way because kids look to other kids to learn other behaviors as well, too. So if you have, a, you know, a child out there who is presenting some positive behavior, that other child is going to do the same thing as well, too. But we have, you know, we, we see this all the time. I mean, we see kids getting arrested, you know, for fighting, killing people. Um, you know, we see it all the time in our community. We have, you know, kids that are drug dealers at age six and seven, nine and ten because what? They see their older peers doing it, you know, but well, they don't understand what they're actually putting themselves into. Go, go ahead, Nick. Well, going back to your, your 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 first question about why we do some of the things we do when we see somebody that has something that we don't or they do something that we don't, they don't, you know, they decide we're going to, I don't like you because of that. There's a lot of self, it, it goes back to the whole part of the show. There's a lot of self-hatred and a lot of self-loathing. A lot of people just flat out don't like themselves. And because they don't like themselves, they don't want anybody else that they that seemingly is doing better than them. Misery loves company. And that's not just go. with black people. That's across the board. Misery loves yeah. company. So they want to bring you down to their level so they feel like that you're on an equal playing field. Really right. and truly, it's, it's envy. They actually admire you because you do this, because you can speak this way, because you dress a certain way or because you associate with a, a, a certain crowd. They they want that, and they feel like, if I can't have that, rather than saying, let me work hard for this and get to that level that I think that this person is at, because the grass is always green on the other side. Let me work hard to get to that level. They say, let me just bring you down to my level. So it's, it's a lot of, it goes back, it's self-hatred, it's self-loathing. People just really, truly, a lot of times don't like themselves. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, and that's why they portray an image of someone who they want to be like. You know, they take on a role of somebody else. You know, and, Yeah, I agree. And, and, I agree. I agree. One thing mm-hmm. I want to add to it, man, I think that uh, one thing that we miss and, and I think we lost in our community is the fact that we don't love anymore. You know, we're not teaching yeah. people to love each other. Yeah. And I don't care if you come from a family that everybody in your family is a hater. Let's keep it real. Some families are just haters. But... Go around some people that know how to love, man. You know what I'm saying? Go around a family that you know that everybody, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be actually a physical part of that family, genetically part of that family, whatever the case may be. But everybody deserves love. And in our community, I think that's one thing that we're lacking is love. Showing these kids, like, yeah, a lot of the people that's our age and a little bit older, they're gone. You might as well just say it for what it is. They, they mind is gone. They spirit is gone. They just gone. But now we're not having love in our communities anymore. I would say this to all people. If you're out there listening and you are one of those people that just you don't um, you know, necessarily love, you it's a lot of hate, but you have children, ask yourself this serious question. Do you want your child to end up just like you? I, I, I think inherently I think inherently those of us who have children or are raising children, we want them to do better than us. Inherently, we want yeah. them to have better than us because nobody nobody knows your individual struggle like you. Mm-hmm. And for the bad times, you honestly wouldn't want to see anybody else. So, so when you're out there and you're making those decisions, because realize that these children are so much smarter than we give them credit for. And every, they observe everything from a young age. And they may not seem like it, you may not think they do, but they go back and they emulate it because that's what they see. 
and their minds right. are wide open, so they take in everything. So really ask yourself, the next time you're about to make a decision that you know is not right, ask mm-hmm. yourself, do you want your child to end up the same way? Do you want your right. little brother or your little sister to end up the same way, your niece or your nephew or your little cousin? Because it's just like Kev said, you know, for the people that are our age, it's not that I've given up on you, but my focus is the next generation because they can make right. or break our culture. Yes. And okay. I think that uh, I think that we take for granted a lot of times that people have to be self love is something is not something that comes naturally. You you may not have realized it, you know, because of your upbringing, but but your parents, people in your life that loved you and care about you, were grooming you for for, for self love and to love yourself. And a lot of people have never been taught how to simply love themselves, and they don't know how to teach their children or or the younger generation up under them how to do love themselves because they have no idea how to do that themselves. That's not something that comes natural. Self love isn't something that we just are born with. It's something that we we learn. Okay, we want to bring back in uh, Elias. Uh, get back on the live okay. on the talk show. You got a comment? Go ahead. Well, well let me let me. I really want y'all to analyze this. I want y'all really analyze this because everything y'all are saying is one hundred percent correct. And I don't think we can get you know get rid of the old folks because old folks do have the wisdom. That's been the disconnection is. Wisdom and uh, wisdom of the old people, and so we, we'll get to that. I want y'all to imagine this. Can you imagine if a woman, first of all, with a man that 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 encouraged her, that taught her how to love and appreciate herself, and then after she did that for one or two years, you know, they they decided to you know have a child. But when she was pregnant, she didn't go to the funeral. She didn't watch destructive movies. Was laughing, you know, comedy and things, just things like that. He told her to listen to music, our words, just tones and sounds, some stuff, some to a baby. And the baby did not hear any arguing and screaming and stuff like that. And see, she have that child, that child only going to know about love and appreciation. Because remember, the first five months of a woman's pregnancy, she must determine the child's conduct. You see what I'm saying? So when somebody is born like that, and they intermingle into others who have not been that, you know, you know, brought up that way, then that child may suffer, but then that child will want to go home. And see, another thing that separates humanity um, from loving each other is when the mother nowadays has this baby, number one, she don't breastfeed. She don't have the child through her chest so the child can hear her, continue to hear her heartbeat. You know, she put a bottle in the child's mouth and, and put the um, child in the crib and go and do her thing. So then the child is more addicted and more dedicated to a material object than another human being. So when a child mm-hmm. is 15, 20-some years old, that's a natural behavior because when a child starts screaming, what did the mother do? Gave it a plastic bottle. So when an adult 34 years old, what do you have to do? Have a big mouth, yell and scream, and just act up. What do he get? He'd get a plastic toy or he'd get a whip and end up in jail. So no matter what, it's going to be a result because it was a perpetual behavior. Now, dealing with older people, our age group, God has created something that's in us. It's called endorphins. If people get off of tap water and mess the water and just go for a walk, that's all you need to do because your cells recreate recreate all the time. Your body wants to heal itself over and over and over. It's just that we don't want to walk no more. 
walking is not that hard. You can have bad knees sometimes, you know, or something. That's all we need to do to get those endorphins because we were born, we are born from heaven. We are born from light. We are beings of light. It's like when I listen to people who had near-death experiences, they want to tell us, like, look, people, you are the greatest force in existence. You are magnificent. You are, you know, lovely. You are great, and that's all we need to force on these elders and these older people. And have to, we have to let them know that we gotta let go of this regret and the so-called failures. And that's why when I go to the scriptures, I'm like, look, if you believe that you are a sinner, let's look at these scriptures. I remember I said this before on the show. Let's look at those scriptures. The written, the scriptures were written thousands of years ago. If we didn't manifest these behaviors, the prophets would be called a liar. So let's just try to look for understanding with these behaviors instead of condemning. You see what I'm saying? And then some good water and go for a walk. I guarantee that if you're the most negative person, go for a walk and cut somebody out while you're walking. As in, hey, man. Because <laughs> you're going to have to have some people walk for 20 miles. Right. <laughs> because there's some haters out here. But it's, it's okay. It's okay because but no, he's exactly right. That's one thing I always do. When I feel myself like it, if I'm in an argument with somebody, like rather than just sit there, I don't like arguing. I love the debate, but I don't like arguing. And if I feel myself getting that heated, I'm about to go take a walk. And I usually go take a walk and I go sit down somewhere that's serene. I walk there's a pond that's not too far from my house. So I just go and I walk there. I'll sit around for a second, take in some air, walk back, and feel better about myself. He's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But think, think about what you said, brother. The trees and stuff don't just accept our carbon monoxide; they accept our negative, negative energy. It's like this. I was stressing. I was, I was organizing this community in Gainesville, Florida. Now I'm from up north, going down to Florida. You can imagine that. So what happened? I was so stressed. Sister just hugged me. She said, "Look, brother, have you ever just took your shoes off, socks off, and go walk in the grass?" And me, you know, I tried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, "Okay, I never heard it, but I start feeling energy and I start being relieved." I said, "Whoa, nature." Is here, and that's why when we look at the black community, what is it called? A concrete jungle. There's no trees, there's no grass, it's just dirt, and everything is reflective on each other. You see what I'm saying? So God and yeah. creation is already here for us, and again, we just have to create these communities so the children can have something to look up to. And again, for the elders out there, all we have to do is self that negative tap water. Tap water got so much stuff in it. We are made, what, 80, 80% water anyway. You know, we are mature. Our body, our machines. So let's produce some good water and just go for a walk. Like I said, cut some, cut the air out. You know, call the air mother, air mother. You know what I mean? And I guarantee okay. you come back with all that stuff up off your chest. Man, we appreciate the comment, man. I agree with with a lot yeah. of what you said, man. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think people do need to take those things into consideration and relieve some of this anger and haterism that we do have in our communities. Um, mm-hmm. right now, what we're gonna do, y'all? Um, we can get into the last, very last part of this as far as uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy of, on our people as far as, well, we kind of just said that, you know. Yeah, we kind of, you really touched on that subject. Yeah, it is. Really it, did. Is. it is. Well, we do have uh, a break that we need to take right here and need to get into this right quick. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do something a little different this time. We're going to go ahead and get into the talk of the town right now. And then after that, we have something special that we want to try to get out there also. Um, right now you're listening to the Middleman Talk Show on Blog Talk Radio. We do appreciate everybody. Shouts out to Shy Boogie. Thank you for listening in, sister. Um, going to this talk of the town right quick. And uh, after this, we're going to 
going to this other little record that we got right here we want to play. Talk of the Town, Nikki, you ready? Yes, sir, always. All right, here we go. Talk of the Town, Nikki. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eaton, and I am here with the Talk of the Town. Teen boy dies from masturbation. Investigators say a 16-year-old Brazilian boy died after masturbating nonstop. In fact, he masturbated 42 times without stopping in Rubiato Town, Brazil. His mother told a local newspaper that she had already known about her son's addiction and that she had planned to take him to the doctor. The young man began to masturbate around midnight and could not stop. At school, his classmates commented on the boy's problems, and some said he asked them to connect with him on the webcam to watch him in action. They also told investigators that his attraction to women was extreme. He was attracted to all types of women, no matter what shape, size, or color. Cops found a huge stash of porn in his room, including photographs and videos of new women that were saved on his PC. Victor Ortiz knocked out by Floyd Mayweather. You got knocked the f- out, man! It was another victory for Money Mayweather, but also a controversial one. Last week in the highly anticipated bout between Ortiz and Mayweather, Floyd stunned the world when he landed a one-two punch to Victor while the boxer's guard was down. Ortiz, who had been losing the fight up until the fourth round, landed some impressive shots on Mayweather, and then he headbutted the boxing vet. When Ortiz went to apologize to Mayweather, he was met with a two-punch combo that sent him to the floor. After the win, it was reported that Mayweather's focus has shifted towards Manny Pacquiao and wants to deaden the rumors that he's scared of him. I'm no pumpkin. I ain't no pumpkin. This is your man, Nick Eaton, and I'm here with the talk of the town. Yeah, Lord. We ain't gonna get into that fight. We're just gonna let no, that be. Uh, that that'll be an argument within itself. But um <laughs> Yeah, Lord, it'll be an argument. But uh, you know, just just thinking about this whole subject that we had today, you know, just even with the media and and how we're perceived and, and our, our just our own self perception. You know, mm-hmm. I was looking around, I'm trying to find something very positive as far as, you know, we normally play records on this show. Yes, we do. We try to play independent or whatever the case may be that fits along the theme of what we do on this show. And uh, I came across this record right here by a group that we played a record from them before, Steel May. You know, I appreciate, and I listened to the words of this song right here, and I'm like, man, we need more positive records like this. I'm so tired of commercial radio. I am God, you just don't know I hate commercial radio. But uh, I want to get into this record right here. You know, y'all go on our Facebook page and let us give us a comment about what you think about these guys right here. And that's uh, the Middleman Talk Show on Facebook. Let us know what you think about this record right here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into that right now. Just keep on trying. Y'all check this out. Blog Talk Radio, the Middleman. Try that again, man. That did not come out well. Boo me. That is my fault, y'all. <laughs> oh my God! Try to do something positive. That's the that's the devil. 
That's all it is, That's the establishment. That's all it is, man. That's the devil. Well, we're going to play that next week, man, because I already know. Next week, man, um, the show that we're going to try to go ahead and get into next week, man, um, we're basically talking about how young men are not talked to properly about sex. Y'all got any young boys out there that y'all don't know how to exactly explain sex to them? Or you're dealing with a grown man that don't understand sex? Tune in next week. Matter of fact, put them on the line. Tell us we're going to yeah. find out where they went wrong at. <laughs> Birds and the bees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And women, too. You know a lot of y'all don't know what and where y'all was doing the first time you did it. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of a lot of single mothers out there who have sons, they don't know how to talk to their son, you know, about sex. That's very true. It's a hard conversation. But it must be had. Must be had. Well, um, man, I enjoyed this conversation today, and uh, I am so sorry about this record right here. I do apologize to everybody. Um, seemed like we had some issues with the file itself. It probably got corrupted. Uh, <laughs> But uh, next week, we're definitely going to make sure we get that in. And uh, anybody got anything they want to say before we get up out of here? Make sure y'all tune in to Talk of the Town on this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Same show, same middle man people. But with Nick host. Oh, and, and back to the show that we had the the previous week about the health. Did y'all see where Dr. Oz said, like, arsenic is an apple juice? Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, like, don't drink apple juice, y'all. Like, because, you know, our apples don't come from America, which makes sense. They come from, like, you know, some foreign country over there in Asia. And, like, there's yeah. arsenic in our apple juice. What? Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. Like, don't yeah. drink apple juice anymore. There's, like, there's hella arsenic in it. Oh, yeah. Everything's oh, coming man. from China. Yeah, and like, everything's like, coming from China. Unless it's, unless it's, like, some kind of locally grown apple juice made, you know, in some, like, somewhere locally, and it says that, don't buy it. Matter of fact, just get you a juicer. And do it Thank you. Juice. I was just about to say, whatever happens is just getting a juicer and making your own juice. Well, the, the apple, boy, we want to label on something. We want to be able to get something. Store. Listen to me. Be very careful. Get your apples from a farmer's market. That means that means you know they're locally grown and and you know locally produced instead of getting them from a supermarket because they those apples most likely came over on some boat and were shipped here from the country and they still have the the poisons on them. And you know what, then, Jim, I got a neighbor that's maybe a couple of houses down from me. They got an apple tree in their yard. I'm going to just go get a couple of them. Exactly. And down, you know, down the street a little bit by the lake, they got a blueberry bush. So I got it all out here. Man, let me tell you something. My uncle had a full garden in our backyard. A full garden. Grow some stuff. Why don't y'all just grow? Maybe people stop. Maybe you wouldn't have enough energy to go out and shoot somebody if you were growing some corn in your backyard. And maybe you'd be just a little bit healthier. Matter of fact, the brother that was listening on the the brother that's listening on the line that was um, dropping all that knowledge right there. We're gonna have a part two to our Are You What You Eat show. We're gonna bring the good doctor back in. Um, doctor, what's his name again? Nick? Doctor Jamie Reese. Okay, Doctor Jamie Reese. Read it. Read it. Okay, I'm bad with names. Y'all might know by now. 
Uh, uh, yeah, we would like Rick for you to come back years. in, and uh, I think everything ties in together. And we definitely do need to be healthy people. Y'all had the chance, or get the chance, to go back to listen to that particular show, and uh, hopefully you can learn some things. We were like, me and Al, like, wow, man, we trying to get our sexy back on. We need to talk to the doctor again. So, you know, I'm trying to get right for the winter. My sexy never left. I'm just saying. Why are y'all using yeah, the word? Just saying that. Like, I don't think a man should say the word sexy and use it in reference to another man. Whatever. Whatever. Damn, man, I'm sexy. Oh, okay. no. Listen, that little homophobia comment reminded me of something. We need to talk about, listeners out there, get ready because we're going to talk about something that historically happened. You know, the military has finally demolished. You know, don't ask, don't tell, and we're definitely going to speak upon it. Yeah. yeah. It's official now. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's speak upon it, and I can tell you how much I don't care. I don't care if you're sleeping with a man or a woman. Can you kill the person that we're trying to kill that's trying to kill us? I don't really I don't really care who you're going home to, as long as you can do but the job a lot of people that you hired to do. Yeah, I, I don't care either, but there's a lot of people that, you know, are in uproar because, you know... People can open. Because they ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. And, well, you and know people what? that are gay or lesbian can now re. If they were kicked out of the military, they can now re register and, hey, and get back in. I seen something, nothing against all the gay people out there, but I seen them little dudes marching in that little parade they had with the pink. And I told you they were going to have camouflage that was pink and black. I told you they were going to have that. Ain't nobody going to be stuck in no foxhole with no dude with no hot pink on. That's just for the process. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. He's trying to get in your foxhole. It's just not right. I'm just saying. Who cares who you're going home to? Can you do the job? Was it that serious? Don't we have other things in this uh, in this country going on right now that we could be concentrating on? I'm just yeah. saying. You know, I want to know that you like you like boys. I don't care. I'd rather have a don't ask, don't tell. Don't tell me nothing. Oh, and one last thing. You know, I'm full of stuff today. Uh, call your congressman. Yeah, 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 call you your are. senator. <laughs> Don't take this thing. Call your congressman. Call your senator. Tell them to pass Barack Obama's job act. He he introduced it like two weeks ago. No one's moving on it. No one's talking about it. They just want to keep ignoring it or ignoring it. Call your senator. Call your congressman. Ask them what are you going to do? Are you going to vote on it? Are you looking at it? What are you going to do? It's time to move. Well, call them this week. We appreciate everybody for taking the time. Don Calypso, man, thank you very much for promoting for us, man. Thank you very much. Shouts out to everybody Alex. on the uh, web chat over Alex there. Alex Desperate and rejected. Thank you for listening to the whole show. Hopefully we can have you as a friend. Click the like button. Like us. Tell a friend to like us. And Shy Boogie, why are you so mad, radio? Why are you mad, son, radio? I am so sad. Ah! Mad with that. Once again. But we do like her show. One up, y'all. Peace. One down. Bye. The middle me is out.
shouted, beat Chris shouted. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for, so take a listen time. I take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, kill. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, man, did y'all see how fast Nick ran up out of here? I did. He just dropped on out of here. I mean, he ain't know what we're trying to do. I'm trying to flag him down. I should have tripped him up. Slam the dough. Maybe he's getting ready. You know, the games are... See, that's what we talking about now. This thing's already lost. Hey, man. Look, man. That's what we're talking about today. Why are you trying to hurt somebody? Huh? We just got to talk about how we're trying to create a positive image. No, I said I should have tripped him. I ain't said I was going to trip him. That's the difference. Should have. I wasn't thinking wrong. I just said I could have did wrong. Pow. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Anytime you want to check on me, Al, that's what you get. Tune in next Hello. week. Thank everybody for listening this far. We out. All right. Have a positive week, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.